Hey everyone, I'm Mary DeMuth and this is the very last episode of the Restory Show, which is just so sad but amazing and uh, I just am so grateful for you uh, listening to all these episodes. There's so many. Um, As I look back over um, what has happened over the past couple years with the Restory message and the Restory Show, um, I'm happy to report that there have been, um, let's see how many episodes, there have been over 105 episodes over these past few years. And by the time you listen to this, we're at about 99,000 something right now. But by the time you listen to this particular show, we will have reached 100,000 downloads, which is super humbling and great. So I just wanted to thank you for for being here, for listening, for uh, listening to these amazing stories and give you a little bit of background about why I'm stopping and um, and then highlight some of the things that I've learned over the past couple of years with these amazing stories. So the reason why we're stopping the Restory show is that as I've been praying about it and thinking about it, I, I've realized that um, I've kind of come to the end of my vetting process, if that makes sense. So I initially just wanted my goal in all of this was to highlight stories of people that you didn't know and I knew, but you didn't know. I just basically just wanted to introduce you to my friends who had amazing stories. And part of it was just that I knew that I could vet those. I knew that the people that I knew very, very well, I knew that they would understand the positive power of story, that they wouldn't try to promote themselves, that they would just be like, here's my story raw and real and here it is. And so as the podcast grew, um, and I started to run out of all my relationships. So I guess I only have a hundred friends, uh, contrary to whatever Facebook tells me. Um, I realized that I didn't have the emotional energy to research every single story that I wanted to bring you. Um, because I'm, it's really important to me to create a quality podcast. It's very important to me that the people who come on here are real and they're not just trying to put up a face. And, you know, if you've listened to these podcasts, you know that these are hard stories, but good stories, and there's amazing amounts of redemption in them. So, um, I just came to the place where I just simply didn't have time to research. And, you know, we, I, I could just make friends with a lot more people, but I feel pretty content about the number of friends that I have. And and as you know, if you've read any of that social science research, you can only really have a certain amount of friends w- before it all starts breaking down. So uh, anyway, that was kind of my my reasoning behind it. Plus just praying. I was really praying about it. I was feeling like I was getting worn out from it and it was just wearing thin for me. And I think that's one of the things that we can all look at when we're trying to make a decision. If you come to something and it used to bring you so much joy and you're always excited about everything that it's all about. And then suddenly, or maybe over the course of a few months, you realize it's become more of an obligation and your zeal for it has waned. Now that's not to say that we shouldn't push through when things are hard, because of course, I'm a writer, I always have to do that. But um, in this case, I just listened to it. I listened to my frustration, I listened to where my heart was. And I also just kind of realistically looked at my plate and realized I couldn't, um, I just couldn't vet people anymore. And I had come to the end of all my 
all my vetted stories. So that's the reasoning behind it. Also, I started Pray Every Day on February 1st of this year, and uh, it's it's pretty soon going to surpass the Restory Show and downloads within the next month. So um, the Restory Show was 100 episodes over several seasons, several years, and uh, the Pray Every Day Show has just been going on a few months, so it's been kind of cool to see that. Um, and I found that I was losing energy by doing two podcasts. So I'm really going to throw myself into Pray Every Day. If you haven't listened to that yet, it's prayeveryday.show and it's on iTunes. It's also on Alexa, which is super cool. So if you have an Alexa device, you can just say, hey, I want my daily prayer from Mary DeMuth and it will shoot up there at the beginning of your day, middle of your day, during lunch hour, at the end of the day, whenever you want it. So that's kind of cool. And what my heart is in that one is, I really love the idea of praying through scripture. And so we're going through different books of the Bible right now. Currently, uh, we're reading through the Sermon on the Mount verse by verse, and I'll read a verse or two, and then I will pray specifically about that verse for you. And what's been fun about that has, has been that I've been getting emails from people who say things like, you're the only person I know in this world who's praying for me. Now, I believe that God is prompting people to pray all over the world, so I'm sure there's more than just me praying for that person. But um, but it's humbling and it's exciting to know that uh, those prayers are being they're being heard and being answered, which is super cool. And then one of the things we're doing is on World Wednesdays, I have someone pray in another language at the end of the episode um, that has to do with that verse. And that has been so cool. If you haven't listened to a World Wednesday, go to prayeveryday.show and you'll see the graphic up there for World Wednesday and listen to it because it's just amazing to um, hear prayer in another language other than English. And it's, you know, here's the truth. Jesus wasn't American. He didn't speak English. And so it's so cool to see that there are believers all over the world. And my heart for Pray Every Day, as it was for Restory Show, is just that it would reach to the corners of the world. And I'm beginning to see them on all the continents, uh, listeners everywhere, almost all the countries. It's it's getting closer and closer. Uh, there's some people in Mongolia listening. So uh, just really be praying for that. So what I wanted to do with this um, goodbye episode for the Restory Show, and if I get like a crazy story that I hear about that I love, I'm going to throw it back up here. So stay on this feed, and um, every once in a while you may get a new story or two, and I'll highlight that also on my blog to let you know if it's coming up. But for right now, this is my, uh, my sad goodbye, but also a joyful goodbye, because when God does an ending, he often does a beginning, right? Some of you listening today may be having an ending and you are stressed about that ending. I got a couple emails recently about people losing their jobs and Patrick and I went through that a couple years ago with him losing his job and me having a weird job that doesn't make a lot of money. It was very stressful. But those endings also are, they can provide some really amazing times to trust God for a new beginning. And so that's what I'm hoping with this. I'm really praying that God would bring a new beginning in, in, um, in my heart, in my life, and in my career and the ministry that God's given me. So here's some of the things I wanted to just talk about. Um, we have had some amazing stories and we started number one episode was Bethany Kazmarek. And I remember sitting across from her at a writer's conference and she told me the story of almost losing her child while she was a missionary overseas. And you know me, 
I am a missionary at heart. I was a church planter in the south of France. I've been overseas several times. I just have a heart to see people all over the world come to Christ. And so for me just to hear the story and her faith and her ability to kind of lay her Isaac down and to believe that God was good, whether he took their child or he did not take their child. And Wow, I was so impressed with with her faith. And I also got to have David Potier on, and he's from uh, Montreal. He speaks fluent uh, Quebecois, which is French, <laughs> the French, uh, the Quebec uh, accent to the French language. And he, um, he talked about bullying. And I think a lot of us can really relate to that. Uh, and it was, it actually started him down the path toward ministry. And I think that's, it's pretty amazing that usually the greatest point of our pain becomes our greatest point of ministry. We've had a couple of uh, anonymous people who shared some hard things, um, talked about some domestic violence where uh, folks didn't want to give their name. I totally understand that, but we've seen God um, rescue them from those things and what they've learned in the aftermath. Super thankful to be able to have um, Yancey McGregor on, who she was battling depression and and also a church planter in Montreal. And I just loved that episode because she gave me hope. She gave listeners hope that you could talk about it and there's no need to be all freaked out about saying I'm battling depression. And so I appreciate that about her. Also got to hear from my friend Heidi Van Dyken, who is a missionary. You see the, the theme here, <laughs> missionary in Mexico. And she continues to trust the Lord for um, provision in so many different ways, particularly in the way that he builds their family. Heard from the Meisners, and uh, they are a, a great married couple whom I love. She's a writer. She writes uh, fiction, um, historical fiction, and she's an amazing writer. And uh, But just they talked about some joblessness in their marriage and how how hard that was. And boy, I, I, you know, when we went through that as a couple, it, it was a hard thing. And I was really grateful to be able to provide that kind of resource for people who are going through something like that. Uh, Becky Smith Schaefer uh, talked a lot about foster, fostering, as well did Christy, uh, Chris, Christy Tennant Crispin. Uh, there's a lot going on. People are out there on the front lines adopting kids, fostering kids, and what a beautiful story that is of redemption, particularly in knowing that um, just the parallels in scripture of that. I just, I love that. Amy Young came from all the way from China, but she's now stateside, and she talked a little bit about what happens when your um, when your dream changes, when you think you're going to be doing something for the rest of your life. <laughs> And then it changes. Boy, that's a hard one. Um, my friend Oceana, she uh, died of a heart attack, or she had several heart attacks and then came back. And so that's an ultimate uh, restory. We had several people talk about their battles with eating disorders or body image and disordered eating. And I think that's a, an important topic for us to talk about not only on the Restory Show, but just in life. That is, honestly, if I could just share something with you, that is something I battle with every single day. And the other day I was praying and I heard, I just sensed that God said, what do you think I think about your body? And I was so convicted by that because I thought, I haven't really invited God into that struggle. I've just kept it to myself. And so for those of you struggling with that, just know that you're not alone. And maybe it's time to invite God into that struggle. 
the Keeners came on and they had this crazy story of how they got together. If you haven't listened to that one, that is episode 15. And wow, I mean, it involves um, danger and intrigue and almost like a spy movie. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, my friend Richard from, from Geneva spoke about his father and dying of um, and his father's death and what that did for him and how he walked through all of that. We also had Dan Allender on the show, which was super great. He was talking about sexual abuse recovery. And if you know me, you know that uh, I have... Uh, I have survived that and I continue to heal I, every single day sometimes is a battle. So if you're, if you're frustrated about your healing journey, um, just be encouraged. You're, it's going to get better. It's going to get, it's going to be better. We've had several, you know, fairly well-known folks like Chris Fabry and Boz Chivision um, on the show, and uh, it's been really fun. And Jim Rubart, who's an author, uh, sharing their stories, uh, Trisha Goyer as well. Uh, my friend Fran came on, Fran Joslin, and she talked about what it's like to be a widow. And, you know, that's a, that's a difficult thing, something I have not ever been through, but she has weathered it with grace. And I think if you are walking through widowhood, check out episode number 77. Uh, Courtney Westlake talked about what it was like to have a child with a, um, with a birth defect. And she just really shined Jesus in that, in that interview. We had a mother and daughter who just kept their first names in the episode. It's episode number 72, where they talked about her daughter's sexual abuse and what they chose to do and prosecuting and all of that. And similarly, we had Jimmy Hinton on who was, this is probably one of my favorite episodes, number 71. He uh, was the guy whose father was sexually abusing many, many girls in their congregation. His father was a pastor of a church. The, pa the church that Jimmy inevitably took over before um, this happened. But he and his mother had to turn in his father to the authorities, and his father's in prison as we speak. Um, my friend Cheryl Weber, who I just uh, found today, I just noticed her today on Facebook. She lives in Canada. She uh, is on Huntley Street, but she just has an amazing story, and, and I love that she was willing to share that with all of us. Great to hear from the Grams, both both Amy and Aaron, and they had different stories. I mean, Aaron had some crazy missionary stories as well. Again, you're seeing my my heart here, and um, it just can't help but come out. It's interesting. I was interviewing for a possible job recently, and it it couldn't. I could not help but bring missions into it, and it's just an interest. I, I keep saying the word interesting, so please forgive me. <laughs> but it is compelling. How about that? It's compelling that uh, this theme keeps popping up in my life. Um, I've had me on the, the restory show several times, uh, and my friend Thomas Umstadt was on. He's been one of the people that's helped engineer the restory show, so I'm super grateful for that. But his story was about being single and um, uh, dealing with the book I Kiss Dating Goodbye and what all of that um, wrought for him and his friends who were going through this idea of what courtship is. He wrote a book called Courtship and Crisis. 
And uh, I'm happy to report that he is happily married now, and they are going to have their first baby soon, which is super cool. My friend Vonda Vestal, who also was on the Restory on the in the Restory conference, shared her story as well as her husband Brandon, and they both kind of hinted at some of the. They have a. Um, she is African American, he is white, and so they've had some interesting trials together um, as a married couple. So uh, her episode is number fifty-nine. Anna LeBaron talked about growing up in a polygamous cult. Wow, <laughs> that was a big one. And uh, Jed uh, Ostich, he uh, talked about money. And so I think that's kind of where the rubber meets the road in terms of our Christianity. How do we handle our pocketbook? Um, and, and I guess that's kind of an old thing to say, our purse or our wallet. Uh, Dr. Sandra Glan was on talking about how Jesus dignified women. So grateful for her and for her ministry. Um, Hope Harris talked about her struggle with same-sex attraction and how she has uh, walked through her sexuality and figured out how, uh, what that means in light of scripture. Um, Jeanette Hanscom talked about what it was like to go through a divorce is something she never wanted to have to go through so important and such a difficult um, situation that she walked through. Um, Chris Morris talked about hidden uh, his own battle with a, a hidden, um, I don't want to say handicap because that's probably the very worst word to say, but for all intents and purposes, he uh, struggles with something that no one sees, but it definitely affects him and how he's done that with grace and how he's had to readjust his life. Uh, my friend Tosca Lee talked about uh, marriage and remarriage and super important. Um, it's just as I'm looking at all these names, and I don't want to go through every single person that has been here, but um, and then I would feel bad that I <laughs> didn't <laughs> say all the folks. So um, I want to just say a hearty thank you to all who have been on the Restory show, who have bared their souls, who have been willing to share what was hard, what was good, tracing the handiwork of God through the midst of their stories. Um, it's been such a privilege, a holy privilege to hear these stories, to listen to people um, talk about like Jeannie Damoff talking about her son drowning and how he's still alive and, and how they're living with him and his brain injury and um I'm just so thankful for that. Jody Nisnik talking about her uh, kind of coming into her own as a woman in the church. And Kim Case with her crazy survival story of rape. Um, and Kimberly Dewberry talking about her uh, just battles of addiction within a family. And Marilyn Weisenberg with her son uh, passing away. It's just everybody, I guess what I'll say at the end of this is that everybody has a story. And everyone has the opportunity to be restoried. Everyone has the opportunity to trace God's fingertips through their story. And that's kind of what I want us to end with today is to look at how has God done that? How has he intersected your story? How has he sent people into your life who have helped you to heal? And I'm just going to go back to my favorite verse that I quote 1,000 times um, from 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. I'll back up to uh, I'll back up to verse 8. Actually, I'm going to back up to um, verse 5. 
Paul says this, that experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weaknesses. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth, but I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from, from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep keep me from being proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, quote, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now Paul continues. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That is why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I just want to get to that place in my story and my restoring process uh, where I can boast about my weakness. I can honestly let you know that the greatest work that God's done in my life has not been through my strength, but through my frailty and through my weakness. And and I want to be like Paul, where I take pleasure in my weaknesses. That's hard. I, I don't necessarily do that all the time that I take pleasure in insults, I take pleasure in hardships, I take pleasure in persecution and troubles. Because Paul lets us know that all of these things that we go through are for Christ. They are for him, for his glory, for his renown, for his name. And really, that's if I was going to talk about story, that's what I would talk about. It's not my story, really, that's important. It's it's God's story. It's this great redemptive story that the Lord continues to bring to all of us, this overarching story. If you read through the Bible, which I had the privilege of doing this year, where I did it in three crazy months. <laughs> but in that, you see the whole narrative of God's redemption, how he was constantly wooing the nation of Israel to himself, how he longed for them to be a nation on the hill who... Uh, who wooed them to him, you know, to, to come to his side, to be a part of his family, to be adopted into his, into his fold. That was the the Lord who's constantly beckoning us. And then we have the pivot of history after the book of Malachi. We have the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where Jesus radically intersected humanity. God made man um, in the flesh coming in a humble way in a manger as a baby and once he hit 30, he lived that perfect life, and, and he lived the life that we couldn't. And he died upon the cross for our sins so that we could be made right with God and have continual relationship with him. We are justified. We are set right because of his sacrificial offering on the cross as a perfect and pleasing sacrifice to God once and for all. We were sinners, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that is such a powerful truth. And no matter what you feel like today, whether you feel like you're a great disappointment to God or that your story is too small, that is just simply not true. Your story is part of the bigger story. You are redeemed. You have been set free. You are made right. Whether you're stumbling today or not, those are bedrock truth that you, truths that you can um, that you can camp on. That's that rock that Jesus told us about. We build our house upon the rock of that truth. And when the wind comes, and it will, and when the storms come, and they will, you are still standing firm. Your footsteps are firm standing upon that rock. He lifted us out of the mud um, and set our feet upon a rock, lifting us out of the miry clay, making our footsteps firm. And that is the God whom we serve. 
Not only that, though, not only do we have Jesus who sacrificed everything, who went to the cross, who bled and died, he then was resurrected, which proved his deity. But not only that, not only did he defeat death, not only did he defeat Satan on the cross and through his resurrection, but he then gave us a helper, the Holy Spirit. And so now every single day of my life and every single day of your life, if you have come to know Jesus, you've got this comforter living inside of you. You've got this presence who will never leave you. Now you can quench that spirit. You can walk away from God. You can be a prodigal, but he always has that hold on you because you um, part of him is in you that holy spirit and that to me is the the um the sweetest part of the story is that wow um i am never alone god has said i will never leave you i will never forsake you and so as you look at the narrative of god that he created us we rebelled he already had a plan in place and through the nation of Israel and through the prophets and through um, King David, through all of that, then Jesus came into our dark life and uh, he sh- shone that beautiful light. And now we're a part of this kingdom, this upside get down kingdom where the weak are strong and the small are big. And those who feel like they're on the margins are actually center stage. And when we get to heaven and we experience that, it's going to be so beautiful. There's going to be all these unknown people that nobody knew about that are going to to be receiving accolades. And of course, they're going to be so grateful for the accolade that they're just going to throw it back at Jesus's feet. We're going to be surprised at those who visited Jesus in prison, who said, uh, who who uh, saw the naked and the poor. They were the good Samaritans that we never saw that don't have any fanfare, that don't have any, um, you know, like TV shows about them or anything like that. They're just beautiful, obscure saints who are loving others with the love of Jesus. And that's really my prayer for you as we wrap up this final episode is that you would be one of those beautifully obscure saints who has an amazing story and who's not afraid to tell the story of what Jesus has done in your life. Um, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to tell that story because I would not be here today if it weren't for Jesus. All the heartache and all the pain and the sexual abuse and all the divorces and all of the feeling abandoned and unnoticed and as an only child being excessively lonely and obsessing about killing myself when I was a young teen. All of those things were part of my story until I met Christ. And nothing, not everything became perfect once I met Jesus. And that's not the promise he gives us. He says, um, you will have trouble in this world, but take heart. I have overcome this world. So he just gave me the tools and the, the constant presence of the spirit to be able to move forward and continually be healed um, on this long, long journey called life, the sanctification journey that he has us on. And it's been my privilege to share my story with you in the Restory Show. It's been um, such an amazing, uh, I I just don't take it lightly. And I, I feel so humbled that I've had the opportunity to to share this story of the intersection of Jesus into my life. Um, So I always ask two questions at the end of a Restory show. I ask, what advice would you give to someone who's gone through a similar experience? And I would just say that those scriptures I read today from 2 Corinthians 12 are my advice, um, that 
that yes, this is a dark world. Yes, we're going to have tribulation. But as James says in James 1, 2 through 4, that we don't need to resent those trials as intruders, but to welcome them as friends, that those are there for the testing of our faith and that the testing of our faith produces endurance and endurance inevitably, inevitably, sorry, uh, produces hope. One of the things, I guess the advice I would give too is to really dive into scripture. Like I said earlier, I spent three months reading the entire Bible from cover to cover fast, like an hour to an hour and a half of reading every single day. Currently right now I'm reading the book of Romans, 16 chapters every single day for 90 days, and it has changed my life. And so my advice to you besides, um, Christ being strong in your weakness is to absorb yourself in the word of God, to spend every day in the book of Philippians or every day in, in, um, you know, uh, the Sermon on the Mount or every day on Psalm 119, spend, um, dedicated time in one place, read it over and over, or on the other hand, just read the whole Bible quickly, as quickly as you can, just to get the whole narrative of the story. When you absorb yourself in the word of God, you begin to be able to see what lies you've believed. You begin to be able to see some of your rough edges and you also realize how much you need the wisdom of the Word of God. And that's really the heart behind the Pray Every Day show, is to be able to show two things. One, we need Scripture every day. Two, one of the most powerful ways to pray is to pray Scripture. And so I'm training you and teaching you what it looks like to have a, a dynamic life of prayer based on Scripture. The last question I ask my uh, people is, how has God restoried you in the past year? And I would say, um, I would say I am standing better on my own two feet. I have more confidence than I've had in the past. And I've been able to do some brave things like, um, I had to walk away from a relationship this year, which I did not expect to have to do. And uh, I uh, was able to stand up in front of people and on CNN, which is crazy, and talk about sexual abuse and how we need to do better as a church with sexual abuse victims. These were kind of for such a time as this kind of instances where I felt called to do something hard or scary um, or counterintuitive, and the Lord just gave me the confidence that I needed. And uh, that's really to his glory and not to my own. I, I, I mean, it was it was hard to to go to that studio and be there by myself and look at that camera and have the lady in my ear asking me questions. It wasn't fun, um, but it was necessary. And so my hope for you is that you will have that confidence this year, that God would infuse you with that confidence, that he would give you the confidence that is needed to do the things that need to be done in your life and in the lives of others, that you would intervene for others, that you would see your story not as just about you and the things you've gone through, but that that heartache would then be the catalyst for you to be light and salt in this world that desperately needs to have light and salt, um, that your brokenness becomes your ministry and that the, the kingdom of God wildly expands because of what you've done. And all glory to Jesus, of course. And, and my heart, too, is to see that that message gets all over the world, um, not just here in America where I am recording this episode. So uh, it's kind of sad to say this, but uh, this will be the last time I say thanks for listening to the Restory Show. Mind if I pray for you. Jesus, thank you for this opportunity to talk about your restoring process with so many people. 
And thank you for all the stories represented on the Restory Show over the past couple of years, over 105, six episodes, over 100,000 downloads, such a cool thing. And I give you the glory for all that. I pray that you would take these, stor- these stories and these archives and you would spread them all over the world, that there would be an expansion of them, that they would not return void, but that you would cause many to come to know you because of these stories. That's my heart. I want to see people know you, Jesus, because I've been so transformed by what you've done for me. You've died for me. You've died for those listening today, and you resurrected on our behalf, and um, you now have sent the Spirit to live within us. We are never alone. We'll never be um, left behind. Um, We have a constant companion, a, a friend, a faithful friend with us all the time. Lord, help us to be alert this week and this month to the stories all around us. I pray that we would be good Samaritans as well, that we wouldn't just walk on by people with difficult stories or people who have inconvenient stories and conveniently walk on the other side of the road, but that we would messy ourselves with the people who are broken, that we would be like the good Samaritan who tends to the wounds of those who are broken and hurting. So Lord, keep our eyes open to what you do and and how you're prompting us to love this world. And I thank you for your renown, your fame, your glory, your power. It's all about you. This is not about me. This is about your fame and your name and your name getting into the pockets of the world in little places where that you're not yet named. And I pray that the airwaves will carry your name everywhere, Jesus, that this world that you love will be reconciled to you. Lord, I pray for those hurting today who who maybe are saying, well, yeah, that's easy for you to say because you've got this dynamic story. But Lord, all of us have broken stories. We all have dark parts of our stories. We all have secrets that we haven't let out yet. We all have um, discouragement. We all get to those places where we think we can't go on anymore. So I pray that you would encourage the faint-hearted today, that you would bring courage to those who lack courage, that you would show them that you... um, actually do see them. You're the God who sees and you're walking alongside. So thank you for being the God who cares, who who is Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus. And um, thank you for just absolutely changing my life. And I pray that you would absolutely change the lives of those listening today. I thank you in your beautiful name. Amen. So thank you so much for listening to the final episode of the Restory Show. Uh, If you'd like to hear more, Um, from me you can go to prayeveryday.show and also there's a patreon um, site that uh, if you'd like to support this uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash pray every day if you'd like to continue to help this work get out there into the whole wide world so thank you thank you for the privilege of listening and uh, have an amazing week and may you live a brand new story in your whole entire life